You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! <laughs> figured out how to hear myself in my headphones now. You, you didn't figure out? I've been recording bands for 10 years, and I, it took me this long to figure out how to do this on that <laughs> stupid little fucking interface. Well, if you've heard a recording by Andrew, you can figure out pretty quickly that he doesn't have fucking any idea what he's doing. It's a high-quality operation I run. No, man. <clears throat> no, one of the best recordings we ever did, man. What's What was the name of that song? Uh... It was on uh, European European. I don't know what that is. No, remember the one that remember the one that Sean Duty made fucked up the baseline and we can never play it again. Remember that? I don't, I don't remember that record very well. I'm gonna have to go and someone's gonna have to send me a link to illegally download that one because no, I don't have that it. Was and like I don't the, have the masters. It was like the best song we ever did, I think. And but remember when we kept trying to play it and he did, the, did that thing where he changed the. Um, Changed the baseline and it was so fast. And he didn't. Right, that song. I forget what it's called though. It's but. always been that way. No, no it, it hasn't. hasn't. So has not. You know, I kept on saying he was playing bass like UB40. He got really <laughs> mad. He had like a dub. Wow, let's not start the whole podcast off with Sean Duty talk. You, you got to drag him through the mud a little later on. Yeah, Dra- yeah. drag him through the pumice of life. The, the red, the deep red clay of existence. Mm, Yankees lead the Red Sox three to zero right now. <laughs> All right, Dude, Dean Anna fucking hits a home run. Wow, man, what is wow. going on? Cast Clay the... Buckholz is really fucking just, <laughs> just dialing it in right here. Dean Anna it sounds like a manager from a Best Western in Colorado. <laughs> This is Dean Anna. How this can is I help Dean. You? How can I help you? Hi, this is Dean. How can I help you? Well, I'll tell you what. Well, let me see if you can cut us a deal here. I'm outside. I'm in a camper. I can sleep in the camper, but I really want a room. <laughs> Mostly for the bathroom. Mostly for the bathroom. I've got my girlfriend's kid with me. And uh, he has to, uh, he's got a hot shit in the chamber. <laughs> 
damn it now i now i'm gonna say it and you're not gonna laugh as hard i i we're getting a lot of good feedback from the um goddamn fucking prank calls i've been doing. what happened there <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it's easily distracted um i've got some really good news andrew and i uh i'm really glad that you're here with me as one of my best friends um, today at around three twenty, um, a report was released that Colin Kaepernick is in fact a rapist. Oh shit! A, he got caught on the rape rap in Miami. But the funny thing was, all right. Well, let, let, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. He did not get caught. He's being investigated. He gave a woman uh, some drinks and then had her smoke a gigantic six foot graphics gravity bong and rendered her unconscious and then he had his way with her allegedly allegedly wait why are you so fucking a colin kaepernick apologist i read that i did a backflip because i don't like his football team i don't want him to be raped in prison you know <laughs> it's like it's, it's like an extreme jump from one to the other well he will be first of all Second wasn't of all. he with like ricardo laquette or something he though at the with, same time like this is a little sketchy he was with uh, Seahawk wide receiver Ricardo the Rocket Locket. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Rocket. All right. Yeah, no, it's Ricardo Locket, and uh, he's bounced. You know, this guy's a journeyman. He's bounced around. He's one of our. He's cannon fodder. Seahawks cannon fodder. We're monitoring the situation, but we said the same thing when we fired one of our quarterbacks for driving drunk. So, all right. This is a. Um, there are ivy covered walls uh, at the Seahawks complex. We are a class organization. We will not put up with Ricardo Lockett watching Colin Kaepernick rape a woman. So this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, now I'm starting to read about it right now. The, my favorite podcasts that we do are the ones where you talk and I just read shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 you're sad again. Oh, cool. Oh, you're Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, a girl, a girl didn't, a girl didn't uh, go out with you again. So, 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 what did you do? So, uh, oh, uh-huh. uh, okay, yeah. Uh, and you were reading like Playboy, but you're reading the like the the, the you're reading like Penthouse Forum or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you know, I'm reading the advice columns. That's great. Well, this doesn't look good for him. I, uh, I according to USA Today, things are uh, are not shaping up well for no, him. No, see, when you are a chin strap bro, chin strap bro, things happen my friend <laughs> you gotta do bro things you gotta do bro things you're like yo i'm a millionaire i'm 26 years old i'm i don't know he's not attractive i mean he's okay he's i know he yeah he's he's not a good looking guy but he's surrounded by women he's got the nightlife he, he could have any woman he wanted and he's got to cook up a rape drink for a woman he's got to feed her Many <laughs> cook up a rape drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make it worse than that it is. That makes it so no. insane. Like, it's not like it's never insidious. Like it's like obviously a fucking awful thing to do, but yeah. cooking up a rape drink well, makes it seem so intensely premeditated. Like you have to go out and get stuff and like yeah. you know Google a recipe. That's like wild. He googled recipe. He went to uh, Dwayne Reed. <laughs> he got he got, got wall flu. Got wall flu. I saw wall flu a few days ago. <laughs> Did you laugh and think of your friend all They have a whole wall thing now. They've got like wall flu, wall fucking headache, wall, you know, whatever, wall, wall PMS. Wall chips. Wall chips. Oh, man, wall chips. Wall, wall, I had a Walgreens cola not too long ago. That's. I think that's on par with ordering the Papa John's cookie as 
a sad thing to do. That's rough. That's like a through the looking glass situation. It, it really is. And um, goddamn, goddamn me, first of all, for drinking that swill. And it wasn't even the diet brand. It was just regular old cola, Walgreens cola. And uh, how do you even find yourself in that situation? Like, how do you find yourself in the soda (sighs) aisle of a Walgreens? My shopping habits are so driven by my mental state; it's 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 crazy. Like, I was, you know, I moved in. I was feeling sick, and when I get when I get sick, I get sad. And I walked to the price chart, the ghetto chopper near my house, and I bought like a month's worth of pasta and goya sofrita. And like like a bunch of sad food, that <laughs> I walked home and I just hadn't touched it. Like I went downstairs and I barely remembered buying it because I think I was on wall flu trip. Wow. Yeah. All right. I think so. I'm you're not. back to being sad again then? No, I'm not. All right. Your I'm, unsurpassed energy is still going. Unsurpassed energy is still going. I'm feeling good. I'm That's feeling dope. real good. I'm. Ba- I interviewed for an awesome job on Wednesday. They loved the parking me. Parking attendant, your old building. Parking at ton of my old building, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna definitely gonna get that job, no question. And I'm gonna uh, key my boss's car every day. <laughs> I don't know what happened. My to old boss wouldn't bring her daughter to a doctor because her doctor, the new doctor, like they got new health insurance, and she said that she wouldn't bring her daughter to see this doctor because it was a Chinese woman. Wow. She said maybe if I'm ordering takeout. But not for a, like a doctor. That's exactly another that. human being that that held power over you said this. Yeah, my direct boss said that. Oh, <laughs> dude! <Holy laughs> Maybe shit. if I'm ordering takeout, I'll talk to a Chinese lady. But I'm not bringing my daughter to a Chinese doctor. So that's beta. a weird thing about Albany. They don't have any, uh, not any other races, but it's like way more rare. Like I don't think a Mexican person lives in Albany. No. They, Am I wrong? They, like, <laughs> there's plenty of Mexicans who work in Albany, but like, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know if they live there. It's strange. There's a little enclave of uh, of Asians, like further up Western Avenue. It's uh, you know, but that's yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. not uh, not a city with a, a really bright cultural melting pot. No, not at all. So when people see People of other cultures, races, uh, class get, levels. They get they get hair colors. Hair colors. Uh, a person with a beard. <laughs> I was shunned for having a beard. I found out later on that my other manager was like a, a it was a crazy Lutheran, and when and she uh, I figured out why she was such a jerk to me because Lutherans are really into shunning people. And they don't like it when people have facial hair. They think it's it's out of the ordinary. They think it's uh, dangerous. When I dated that girl in New York, she had a friend who was very religious and would call me out all the time for having a beard. And he said that it's, it was a product of evil, especially since it was red. Didn't, didn't Jesus have a beard? Jesus had a fucking beard! Yeah, exactly. like, hang on, I just... Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, well, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, the only only reason he had a beard is because he was on that cross for, like, what, 80 days or whatever? 40 days and 40 nights? Help me out, out, Bible people. Yeah. All right. Did Black Jesus have a beard? No. (laughs) The motherfucker used the bump bump razors every day. (laughs) 
He went. He, he got that that shit, that stuff to wrap rub on your bumps in the black aisle at the grocery store. He's I always like, want to use that stuff. I, I do too. I use the bump. got a very sensitive neckline. I do too. I use the bump razor. I got a because they had them at Target for like forty cents or whatever ones. The bump razors and I bought them and they were great. They were so good, so smooth. I didn't have any bumps though. I do have ashy. I do have ashy elbows though. So. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy some uh, some bumpy gone shit. <laughs> um, speaking of bumpy gone shit, I was in the uh, my favorite shop right today, the one on Central. I'm reading. Um, I'm not listening to you, so you can just talk. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> well, re- well, reading Andrew. Um, are you still reading about the rape rap? No, no, I'm not doing anything. Actually, although I did just get a text message that the Yankees just scored again, <laughs> so it is now four uh, zero. This is the, a uh, the bottom of the fifth. This is a fucking great day for sports. And you know what? First of all, again, punks who ruffle their goddamn feathers at sports. This is real. Okay, this is a great day for sport. Uh, worldwide, Colin Kaepernick will never fucking play football again because he plotted to r- negatively rape. <laughs> he cooked up a rape. He cooked up a rape drink. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go to. He went to multiple stores to purchase and the ingredients for a You're gonna rape get drink. Just the right flavor of coconut water, yeah. so you don't taste it. It's like, oh damn, this drink is good. And then ten minutes later, boom, number seven. This is interesting. And the Red Sox are going to lose. My most hated team in the universe. Oh, man. All right. I, I mean, went to opening day. Or well, the home opener. It was nice. You did. That's great. I'd never gone to a Yankees home opener before. I've always had to work. It was uh, it was okay. It was yeah. cold as shit. I sat at the point I sat at the point in Yankee Stadium, which is uh, in 206, row 11, where <laughs> when it starts That's to rain, exact. you are perfectly covered up to your knees by the overhang but everybody in front of you is getting rained on it's kind of <laughs> dope i really urge everyone to go and sit in 206 uh, row, uh 11. row 11 seat 10 if you can manage wow I, i'm i'm secretly uh, it's just my mother's birthday by the way i bought her flowers and art supplies that's weird my mother's birthday is on monday wow you we are we might be actually brothers your mother might be my mother I've been reading a lot of conspiracy shit about uh, the the Bush family, and uh, I'm I'm seeing a lot of connections where there weren't connections before. And now I'm assuming that we've got some kind of really intense um, love, love, deep, lo- and, deep, uh, lusty, diabolical love. Link. So what you're saying is you want to be Jo buddies? Yeah, I think I, that's that's the next logical step, right? Really? Would you really do that? I was wondering if maybe we can we can cook up a rape cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Not I don't. Not, I, I don't so know if I have to funny. get like a chef hat or what. I don't know how it works. Hey, it's like, yeah, <laughs> just hemorrhaging listeners right now. Oh, it's like Emerald Emerald Lagasse. I got the rape cocktail. Bam! And you put some garlic in it. <laughs> throws it like it's like the commercial is like here's Colin Kaepernick for rape cocktail. It's like Colin Kaepernick and Carmen uh, Emerald Lagasse on a football field. Like most, like like every good Louisiana rape cocktail, you have to start with celery, onion, and carrot, and you know let it cook for a while. You have to start with the Trinity, otherwise Craw, it just doesn't yeah, work. Just go crawfish, slit down the middle, perfect. And then a lot of like uh, DMT and uh, <laughs> a- crushed up Ambien, um, muscle relaxants. Uh, but the important part is that it still tastes like Creole. Is it possible to have negative listeners? 
Like, I feel like people are uploading this fucking this feel, episode instead of downloading it. I feel it. like our listeners were seated, are laying on on one of their sides, laughing, past crying, laughing. I feel like our listeners who are driving have pulled the car over and they, they can no longer drive because they're laughing too hard. Uh, the people on public transportation are trying in vain to muffle their loud laughter, but failing and people are looking at them. Uh, this is by far our funniest podcast, <laughs> um, which will probably be titled Rape Cocktail. I would imagine that that's yeah. where this episode's going. <laughs> uh, uh, so other than us joking about rape for 14 <laughs> minutes and 58 seconds, uh, what are people freaking out about this week? For you are, for all, I mean, uh, Andrew, I don't, first of all, on the real tip, let's get as far away from the rape as we can and get to some real shit. I, I, I am a grown man, allegedly, and I fucking cried. You want to know why? I think I know why. Because the Ultimate Warrior died. Yeah, that, that was... Uh... I cry. I was on the phone with one of my friends, and she's like kind of laughing at me because I'm like, yeah, she called me late, and I was like, I'm not in a good mood right now. And she's like, why? Figuring, you know, there's at least 30 different reasons why you could be in a bad mood, so let's none play of, a pick None em. of them even necessarily have to be logical. No, like, no. You just be one of those things. Uh, my room is baby blue. I'm in a barely bad mood. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm thinking of moving to Germany. Oh, okay, I'm in a bad mood. Uh, it could be anything for me. Um, but no, I, I said, you know, fucking Ultimate Warrior died, and he was like my favorite growing up. It's like if you were like if you know, if you grew up in the 50s and Mickey Mouse died. It's like that kind of thing. <laughs> 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 you know so um, uh mm. it's like my he was like my hero like my big time hero up up until the, like the mid 90s i kind of assumed he had already died is that weird so, you <laughs> i know, just kind of assumed he died a couple years ago i i don't know well, those guys I, all dropped so fucking fast that i just I stopped giving i is lex luger luger alive no, lex is luger's like, dead who the fuck is even alive? Like, Hulk Hogan somehow survived all these guys. I don't understand how, but everyone yeah. else just fucking ate shit. I think Hulk Hogan knew when to say when with the drugs, but I think I'm fairly sure Jim Helwig took steroids and fucking did coke right up until, like, the day he died. So, um, not to speak ill of the dead, and I love... But if you watch some of the Ultimate Warriors promos and some of his wrestling things, he's, it's so... There's a documentary on YouTube, The Rise and Fall of the Ultimate Warrior, and it is, like, really fucking interesting, even if you don't like wrestling. Because he, like, w such a self-sabotaging. Uh, something that I can really relate to. And he was just, but he's still, man, he, like, he's still, the weirdest part about the whole story is that he was at WrestleMania last week. And he, like, did this speech that was kind of like a eulogy. Like, really just eulogizing himself, like, oh, like, to the point where people thought, is this motherfucker going to kill himself? Because it was such, like, a poignant, tear-jerking eulogy about his life and blah, blah, blah. And then two days later, outside of, like, a hotel in Arizona, the, he just dies. Drops dead uh, walking to his car with his wife. Wow. Conspiracy people are all... Oh, over. yeah, get those guys on here. So he just signed what's called a Legends contract with the WWE, which I think means you like get money for the rest of your life. Like, you've made it, you know. It's like, like a pension plan for the WWE, I guess. Um, and then he died. You know, it's, that's interesting because 
Vince McMahon's father worked with Prescott Bush at, I don't, I don't know, I, sorry, uh. Harriman Brown, whatever. Come on, like, fucking, I, I was hoping for a quicker reaction than that, so I didn't have to think of the name of the firm that Prescott Bush worked at. Uh, no. Um, uh, no, man. But if that's a... <laughs> I don't no, know. man. I, know, I don't know what you're talking about. But, hey, if uh, if that's a conspiracy link, I'm down. I've, I you know, I haven't looked at conspiracy websites in, like, two months. I haven't had time to do shit. You're busy. Tell me. Really every time sad. I talk to you, you're busy. What's up? Good. Oh, my God. Yesterday, I fought with a teamster for, like, half an hour. About, like, physical fight or? No, no. Just about. <laughs> you know, this it's actually kind of fun. This is my first time in my adult life I've had to interact with a union guy on the other end. I've been in unions before. And it's the first time I've ever had to deal with like a union guy on the end of like being the employer. It fucking sucks. <laughs> like how? Like you know what? You know the big tragedy of my life is that I am a cranky ass like rich old white guy. But I don't have any of the money or power that comes with being a cranky-ass rich old white guy. You're like, I'm just like, oh, fuck this union, dude. But then I'm like, I'm eating ramen noodles. You're the new version of the cranky old rich. Does that um, mean at some point I get money? Like, no. can I assume that maybe I'll get a check out of all this? I don't think so. I don't think. I, I honestly. shit. I think you're going to toil in financial mediocrity until... Well, until until I six. drop dead outside of a uh, hotel. And, uh, walking uh, with your with Gabri, who's now your wife, um, and uh, outside a hotel, outside of oh, let's be real, outside a motel, okay? a motel, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in Arizona, you become a traveling salesman, Oof. and um, whereas you you are you stay in, in nice accommodations, uh, Gabri is tiring of the road life. She's elected to come with you for she's uh, forsaken her career for yours. Uh, there's a a slight bit of resentment there, but you you overcome it with with uh, uh, the one tenet that still holds true in your um, relationship is that you still have passionate sex, even though you're both in your in your late sixties. You're still working. Because... I'm in my late sixties at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. What no. the fuck? Because you've maintained a lifestyle that uh, that is tough to keep up, so you have to keep working until you're dead. This, this is, sucks. This is this your... really this blows. <laughs> and this all is... this because I fought with a union guy about how quick he could put up the sidings of the fucking uh, display merchandise. That's great. Andrew, you're setting up a new store, yeah? It's gonna be, I am uh, setting up a new store right it's now. Gonna it's going to be uh, it, a nightmare. Are you part of the setup team or is it your store? Um, it will be my store when it's uh, all said and done. But it's also... Uh, new concepts and a lot of new shit and a lot of like one of a kind shit. It's um, very very expensive to put together and I'm excited for it. Uh, but I have under a hundred hours to get this place together and open and you know have people from like the head office in Europe like come over and uh, and do like a grand opening and ribbon uh -oh. cutting and whatnot. And this fucking jerk off is just taking his time and I want to murder him. Do you like, work? the only thing stopping us from getting this shit done is this dickhole. It really sucks. Andrew, do you know that they closed Brookstones in the Crossgates Mall? I did not. That's fucking insane. Yeah, they're going to open a sports bar there instead. JR Audio also closed today. I saw that. Jay, you know, I used to go there I, after working at Kim's where I didn't feel like going home. Uh, I would walk down to JNR Music World and just, like, stroll around. Neat. 
Done. Over. Over. It's over. Internet world. Do you think that New York is now just like a cute idea for rich people? Well, I, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Like, it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I've got to go to New York. Like, it's that Sky Ferreira, like, false sense of celebrity and personality type thing that's going on. Like, I, I went to a meeting today uh, with a client, with, uh, with one of my guys. I got on 76th Street, so it's not like I'm, you know, like in the the suburb somewhere. I legitimately got lost in this person's house, <laughs> and there was two of us, which means there was two of us that got lost in this house trying to figure out where the fuck we were going. Um, they're like, "Oh, you have to take the east stairs." The what? Oh, um, the okay, so. Go. <laughs> I've, I've I can't go through this of, door, so yeah. I have to go back down to the basement and then walk across the pool room, so I can walk back upstairs and then walk across the mezzanine to go to the other side of this door. That's like, okay. That, uh, was your, was your client named Tony Montana by any chance? Yeah, they, yeah these people are uh, are no joke. They've, wow. um, they've got more than a few dollars. So your advice, being a New Yorker, Andrew. Um, you've been a New Yorker now for almost four years, correct? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Your advice for the young at heart, your advice for the that girl with the first step hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that girl, you know, she lives in the Midwest, and she's like, God damn it, I'm moving to Brooklyn, and I'm just going to chill, and I'm going to try and make my way. I'll probably get, you know, I can get some work at like a cupcake shop. Maybe I can get, you know, maybe I can be a, a shop girl at a uh, place that sells paper-thin T-shirts. Um, what's your advice for, for the young youth uh, moving to Brooklyn this summer? Uh, come on, come on. It's exciting. You'll get chewed up and you'll get spit out and you'll... Uh, the best part is you'll spin it. You will be miserable and you'll find a way to spin being miserable. Like when you see the guy, like, walking eight cartons full of toilet paper across 59th Street Bridge, and you're just like, I'm so inspired watching people make their way in the world. No, this is just a depressing man. Like, you stupid idiot. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, come and check it out. It's really cool. Fucking elbow me in the groin as you get on the train every morning and trying to fucking origami your way into the fucking train because you can't wait five fucking minutes for the next one. And, um, or yeah, come, come and see us. Origami your way into the train. <laughs> I fucking hate this city so much. I can't wait to move. I'm like, I've, <clears throat> I have fucking had it. Like, super had it. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the, uh, the, I'm getting a case of the moves, as we used to say, as well. Yeah. Uh, it's bleak. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about going somewhere else. All right. Let's let's run down the list. Let's run down the list. No, no Northwest. Fucking lying ass liar. No Northwest, man. Because uh, I sent my OKCupid to Portland, okay? And girls <laughs> fucking were feeling me. But I told them, hey, you know, but like, uh, I don't really live in Portland. And lo and behold, they were actually like weird about it. Go figure. So, so you're not going to go there because people were weird about you trying to pick people up on the internet halfway across the country, all the way across the country. Yeah, no, okay. no dice, man. No, I'm just kidding. God, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, North. I mean, somewhere semi. My folks are getting older. 
Like my fucking father, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like pow, charge the batteries and just hover around in a few years for sure. So now I'm. I have to get while the getting's good. Um, the uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, it's. I'm back to like not caring about that kind of thing. So all of a sudden, like. I'm starting to get more interest from girls. That's always how it happens. Like when I'm not ready. When you're slash... thinking about putting batteries in your father's hover around, all of a sudden they come knocking. It's the, I call it. It's I don't call it, but it is really like the Doobie Brothers factor, where like I'll have like that moment on Spotify when you see everybody else's what everybody else is listening to, and I feel really uncool. Because I'm listening to, oh, you've listened to Echoes of Love by the Doobie Brothers on repeat for an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like. Well, have you ever listened to that fucking song? Because it's really goddamn good. Um, I don't. I don't ever do any of that social shit with Spotify. No. Like one person followed me once, and I was so confused and taken aback as to what was happening. Yeah, I felt like <laughs> like a, like I was seventy years old. I'm like, what is this person trying to be my friend? What is the like, meaning? Yeah, it was very very weird. Um, I don't. I don't know. Is there? Do you have a private Spotify? Is that a real thing? I, I feel like I turned that shit off, but I could just not be paying attention to it. Um. Well, this is also the thing too. Is I for for people out there, you know, with Spotify and Last FM and whatnot. I couldn't give a flying fuck what you're listening to. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I could care less. You could listen to Eminem all day. I don't give a fuck. Who, who cares? Who? You know, the hubris that goes into no, giving a shit for that. You know, it's oh, fucking it's totally, crazy. It's, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's totally true. But I'll see, you know, there are people, and the women I speak with, and the men, and there are pe- definitely people who who will just put songs on so other people see what they're listening to. And I was thinking about that a lot this week, actually. That that, that it, Could you ever have imagined, when you were like 10, yeah. and you pictured yourself in your mid-30s, <sighs> could you ever have imagined that you would still have to be dealing with people who are trying so fucking hard to curate a personality? It's oh fucking God. insane. It's fucking nuts. Scott Nichols from Lake fucking George was the first person I ever met who was super concerned that people know what he listened to. And he was the worst. I almost beat him up in a pizza parlor. Because <laughs> he, because I had this friend. I'm wearing, I'm wearing socks by Scott Nichols right now. I hope well, it's the same one. No, it's not the same one. But this dude was like, I was trying to mack it hard to this girl, Kate, who ended up being a lesbian. Story of my life. And, uh, <laughs> but she, but he, uh, he like rocked it with her for a while. And then he kept, stalk, he like stalked her out. And I was like straight edge dude wearing camouflage pants at the time. So I was like, Scott, you better leave Kate alone. I don't think you yeah. treat I don't think you treat her well. And I'm sitting there. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the pizza parlor place and what we would do is we'd each get a slice of the pizza at the pizza parlor in Lake George. This is the same probably the same era where I'd hand out pieces of paper that just said straight edge, XXX. Oh, so good. So good. So we'd but we would play like the national anthem like six times in a row on the jukeboxes until the dudes in the kitchen would fucking lose their minds. The, <laughs> because it's like you know, it's like disco rock. Like people want to hear like when they have music going, people want to eat pizza, listen to music, you know, and they have like the idyllic beach fucking things right on the beach. And when we're playing fucking Hava Nagila and like national anthem over and over again, so they kick us out. But in the middle of all, in the middle of me and Scott Nichols having like a confrontation, like Hava Nagila is playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I just like that you refer to it as on the beach. 
Yeah, it's like right on the beach. I mean, yeah. it technically is. It's a lake, so yeah. there is a beach. You know, like in there's the way a, that there is like shoreline, and then there's water. Yeah, but it's uh, not. But you can see the other side. It's not. I know. Like it's right there. <laughs> you could probably swim there. You could like throw a rock and hit the other side pretty easily. <laughs> hey, but, what are you doing? Hey, we're right on the fucking beach, man. I had a job at the snack bar, Million Dollar Beach, when I was like real young. Like I just got my workers' permit, and I listened. There was this cassette that they had this warped cassette that had like Stacy Q Two of Hearts um uh uh Baby Love by Alicia uh, and a couple other songs that were like minor hits but it was the same four songs over and over again Two of uh, Hearts tell, I, tell it to I my, should download that shit it's been a minute Two of Hearts and then there was a baby love and then and then inexplicably right on track by the Breakfast Club Whoa like a minor New York City hit. It was on that. It was like it was like sounds of the eighties, and I would cook. Uh, I cook. That was like some weird package deal for a publicist, right there. Definitely, definitely. But it was like right on track. Knock, not gonna get you back. I remember that song. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it was yesterday, man. I had some good times up in Lake George. It was like, and then and then uh, they played the same tape. The guy must have just went around at Solos with all the amusement parks. Because when I worked the fascination game at Great Escape. Um, now, which is now Six Flags Great Escape and I like to think I had a part in that uh, <laughs> for brokering that deal <laughs> brokering that deal you're welcome residents that was a fucking water park it was like a, a res, like a Johnny Rockets in there back when I was there it was just you know a guy flipping burgers like the cheapest burgers known to man I couldn't cook a burger to save my life so I'd be giving people like like raw burgers <laughs> <laughs> this stuck me on fries which is like the worst pimply faced teen job ever because it's like you get burns on your arm, and they're like, too bad, you still got to stay here four hours, and then you have to wait for the GGFT bus. Greater Glens Falls Transit, hello. Oh, fuck. That oh, came God. twice you a day. brought me there. Came twi- the bus came twice a day, once at nine, and once at five. If you missed it, you were, you were completely fucked. I'd have to call my father who just got off the fucking, just got home from a 16-hour day and be like, Dad, man, you got to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> I missed <laughs> the bus. I missed the one bus today. So I ran across, like, Fort William Henry to, like, head off the bus at some points. I was, uh, that's where I got my fast legs. I don't know how I got on this fucking divergence. <laughs> I have this weird memory. I love that Glens Falls shit, though. That fucking, that North Country shit. Did I ever tell you the time I took the fucking homeless guy up there? No. <laughs> oh, dude. And it wasn't, I it wasn't was... me? What? Um, <coughs> in, I don't know, like 2000 or so, I really, I wanted to make movies. I was just like, there was just my, my shit I wanted to do. <laughs> okay. And, uh, it was like the tail end of me doing like activist shit. So they would like do a food, not bombs. And I would, you know, just go down every now and then. Oh, Hey, food, not bombs. I feel like I'm doing something amazing. Um, but there was a guy there who was, uh, covered in like trinkets and like it was like a fucking lunatic um and he was a troll hunter he would hunt trolls um <laughs> and so one of my friends would like sit there and talk to him because he's a fucking lunatic and you know people gravitate towards him uh and this guy turned out to be he was homeless he lived at the shelter uh, like a real mental case like a definitely like unhealthy person okay um, who swore to God that he saw a troll up in Lake George, and he's been on a, a quest to find it ever since. 
and fucking sick me like oh i've got a camera why don't we put this fucking instead of getting this guy help why don't we put this guy on fucking stage you will make a documentary about this guy trying to fucking hunt for the trolls <laughs> so <clears throat> uh, okay i ended up uh yeah we ended up four of us drove this crazy fucking homeless man up to lake george uh so he could hunt trolls and tried to make a movie of it and we were up there, like, in the woods with this guy, after dark, no lights, sitting there. This dude starts to wig out. He's, like, yelling down this ravine. He's yelling, like, straight-up nursery rhymes down this ravine uh, looking for uh, for this troll. <laughs> and it's at this point, it occurs to us, like, oh, we are in the woods in the dark with a fucking lunatic like it actually how did we end up here what the fuck did like why are we doing this this is so fucking stupid um and unfortunately the uh the troll hunter documentary never uh never finished because i was shooting on like a vhs camera that i found at salvation army so good <laughs> it was, uh, yes it was uh it was real quality uh my favorite thing though i wish i still had them is he he would make tape recordings of himself talking and uh, and he would play them for us as we would drive like up there and back. And some of them got really weird, where he would just be like, "Well, I I can't help it if people walk into my fist sometimes, you know." Like, was this dude Jack Palance or? What? Yeah, he like the dude was like a serious character. He's like, he was just dressed like an explorer. He was just fucking nuts. I had some of his bags in my father's basement. Like he. He got kicked out of the mission, and he had to. He came over to my father's house to drop off some of his Amazing. luggage, and it was just there for years. I, this guy has got to be dead now. I mean, he has got to be dead. This what? dude was not doing well. If they clean out his, uh, I want to say, I use this term loosely, apartment, where he's probably listed, died yeah, under mm-hmm. under rubble, if they find that video, will they trace it back to you, and perhaps um, uh, maybe you'll get in a little bit of trouble there, buddy? It's possible, I guess. I don't know. I feel like the video still exists somewhere. Man, it's my dream to shoot VHS porn with somebody. Have you ever done that? Have you ever, Andrew, answer honestly? Have you ever videoed yourself doing it? No. Do you have any desire? No, not really. I've done it. Yeah, I... I, It's... Yeah, I'm good. I have done it, and it is disarming. I look grotesque, and when I look in the mirror in the morning, I'm like, oh, you are a fucking grotesque idiot. Um, uh, yeah, I, don't, I do the same yeah, thing. I don't need to see myself fucking having sex on video, being like, oh, look at this grotesque idiot. Fucking what? awkwardly I, hump. I look, oh, I know. Oh, it's, I, I, have, uh, an, I have an uh, idea. Like, no, no, like, no, 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 no. Up no, until no. then, I had an idea in my mind of what I look like. Like, you know, probably not great, but not bad. It probably looks really good. I, the woman I was with, I was considerably larger than her, you know, in, in stature and in weight. When I got on top of her, it was like, <laughs> I was like, you know that fat joke, like your mom was so fat when she sits around the house, she sits around the house. Yeah. When I was on top of her, it was like, she was like buried. And the look on her face uh, was a mixture of like agony and ecstasy. Like there was... There was some potent eye rolling, and I don't know if she was handing for the camera or what, but I took one look at that, and I, could, I, I almost lost my lunch. 
I was like, you let me do that to you? That'll fuck you up. That'll fuck you up I, for good. It will fuck my self-esteem up forever. And she's like, I don't care. It felt really good. I was like, you look at your face. You look a fucking... <laughs> you look miserable. Misery. Fucking hates me. Misery on her face. Did you do the thing where you ran the feed to a TV so you could see it as it was going on? No. Or this was purely... Uh, all right. I'm not Ed Powers, dude. <laughs> Like, I didn't set up, like, the fucking valleys. I just put a fucking camcorder up, and I went went for it. One you didn't have angle. a third guy in the room. Just, All right, now zoom in. Some of, it was, some of it was hot. I got her off. Like, went down, and I got her off. That was hot. And then, like, once the sex started, ugh. Ugh. Like, bless, like, bless anyone who watches that. I threw it off a bridge. That's how awful it was. In oh, so it still exists somewhere in the way. It's still in one piece. No, no, no. I threw it off I threw it off the uh, bridge going to Sacklands Falls in, in uh in Glens Falls. That's a shame. It's gone, man. If it was still in one piece, I'd post that shit up. Be like, critique me. <laughs> critique my style. This is a many, this is probably 10 years ago. So, um, I was, I looked better back then than I do now. Imagine filming me now. Oh my God. Bless the women, bless the women in this world. Just to, just to bring it down for a minute. Bless the women in this world who make that final decision to have sex with me. Or guys who look like me, because oh my god, that's I mean, that's like a bunch of different dominoes tumbling upstairs. In order, <laughs> like in order to get to that point, like that's a that 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 is that's like a almost like a Rube Goldberg machine decision machine happening, and everything has to be perfect in order for a woman to decide to sleep with me. <laughs> See, I disagree because I think they're like. You know that like fanciful thing where like, well, there's someone out there for everyone. Uh, yeah. It's like horseshit. Like that's obviously not true because no. I mean, uh, we know people who are there. They literally have never like made a person for this person. Yeah. Um, but I will say that every weird idiosyncrasy and every weird thing that everybody has, somebody out there is into. So it's just like it's, it's kind of whatever. It's just a numbers game. That's that's just how it goes. Like if you yeah. have like a third eye on your neck. <laughs> Eventually, you'll find somebody who's like, oh, third eye in the neck. It's fucking weirdly attractive. I hope. So, yeah. I hope. I mean, if I had a third eye, I mean, I'd hope that in, ad- in addition to being into, like, dudes with third eyes, she'd also, like, maybe she's, like, into old metal or, like, something cool, you know, something else redeeming. Like, <laughs> like oh, Sharon. I met Sharon on the internet. She's really into dudes with third eyes, but she, like, is super into Nickelback and, um. like... <laughs> well, you know, you gotta take spray, these things as they come. She sprays string cheese into her mouth, not even on a cracker or anything. And I'm Ugh. like, yeah, she's like, won't let me watch football. I'm like, but it's like you're stuck because it's like, where the fuck else am I gonna find a woman who likes dudes with third eye, a third eye in his fucking neck? But th- at the same time, if you found one, that means there's more out there. Yeah, that's true. I that's mean, true. That's just, that's just how it goes. Andrew, um, well, Andrew, but I, how's the theory go? It's uh, the black swan theory is that if you only see white swans, it doesn't disprove the existence of a black swan. But if you see a single black swan, it proves in entirety the existence of black swans. There you go. All right. Marinate on that. Well, I will marinate on that. You know, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I guess... uh, You really talked me off the ledge, pal. There is someone out there. There's someone out there who likes, like, dudes who... I'm into third eyes on the neck and investment banking. (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> neat. Now, there's a there's got to be a woman out there who likes a dude who uh, is, like gained a little too much weight, so his body looks weird, and like really likes the Doobie Brothers, and like doesn't like working or probably won't save that much money in his life. <laughs> there's got to be a woman out there like who like fetishizes that sort of behavior. Probably. I mean. Hey, ladies, you could do a lot worse than this guy. You could do a lot worse than the kid, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Because I might not have it in the hips, but like Willem Dafoe said in Born on the Fourth of July, if you don't have it in the hips, you better have it in the lips. You know, I I went back uh, a couple days ago. Uh, oh, it was actually when I had norovirus. So I was just laying on the couch like half awake trying to like just get through my day so I could feel good enough to fall asleep. I rewatched uh the Boondock Saints. Okay. It's a real bad movie. No sh- no kidding. Mentioning Will- Willem Dafoe really just brought me there. I love how everybody uh, like, like in like 2003 people at hardcore shows were wearing like Boondock Saints hoodies. Remember that? Yeah, well, if you, did you ever see the documentary with the guy who made it? Yeah, it's great. That yeah, dude is uh, a like, wingnut. It made me feel so much better about my shitty life decisions. It's uh, it's excellent. If you haven't seen I think it's called Overnight. Uh, definitely watch that shit, because if you ever want to know what kind of stupid moron makes a movie like that, this kind of stupid moron. It's Oh my god, uh, I love wild. the best part of that whole movie, the cameo by Jeff Skunk Baxter. <laughs> Holy shit, when they, not only does this motherfucker, okay. And a lot of Doobie Brothers going on. Love it, oh man, taking it to the streets tonight. Um, really quickly, this fucking dude sells Boondock Saints to Miramax. That is when you should sit back and collect your money. Okay, cool. But no, he wants full control. He wants to direct. He wants to He wants to have final cut. Not only that, but then he starts a band called the Boondock Saints. And he has Jeff Skunk Baxter come in and mix in a really expensive studio. And he, he's like, uh, I don't hear a single. You guys suck and blah, blah, blah. It's awful. It's like a, it's the worst decisions ever. And Miramax it's, drops his movie, and oh, he and he loses so his he loses his. I'm not gonna no no spoilers, bro. But yeah, just go watch it. It's <clears throat> it's like if you ever want to see like a real down and dirty piece of shit, this yeah. is uh, this is the movie for you. It's good. Apparently, he did end up making a bit of change on that fucking licensing bullshit. Like why you can still go into Hot Topic and see a Boondock Saints shirt. Oy, God Almighty, he's got that long money. Um, um, you want well, to uh, knock out a few questions? I just got to take care of something here real All quick. Right. I'll uh, wait. No, it's, it's okay, man. It's cool. I'll wait is a great Van Halen song. I'll wait till your love comes down. Hey, is this the um, uh, is this the Hollywood Free Clinic? Back it up. Hello? Is this the Hollywood Clinic? Uh-huh. Okay. Um... Wondering if you could help me here. Uh, I woke up feeling real sick. And um, I can't even really move. Uh, I live really close to you guys. Uh, is there any way you could make like an old school house call? Oh, no, we don't. Like at all? No, you call we don't. Fargo? Is no, it, we is don't. It, has anyone asked you before? Because <laughs> I'm real sick. See, here's oh, the problem. I... Uh, my girlfriend's kid is real sick too. Uh-huh. Norovirus. Yeah, he's got the. I think he's got norovirus, and I've got it now too because the kid stays home all goddamn day, and so do I. And uh, uh, no, our 
our doctors are only contracted to work here. They can. Yeah. Okay. So if I go in, what are we talking? Because I've, I mean, I'm not working, and neither is he. And like, there's no, and she's never home because she's working two jobs just to keep our heads above the water. And uh, so, if I go in there with him, can you do like a two for one? Because he's uh, he's just a kid. Oh, he fucking hung up on uh, me. That, you, you sold that a little. So you little. went into accent in the middle of that. Damn it, I know. And I, I called, uh, th- <laughs> sorry, Hollywood Walk-In Clinic in Hollywood, California. I'm sorry I gave you such a bad prank phone call. We'll try again next week. They all can't be hits, guys. Oh, man. So, all right, uh, let's see what we got. We we put out a call for questions yesterday, <laughs> and then uh, then I couldn't do it. So uh, let's see what we got. It's cool. Um, hey, guys, what are your views on the NFL starting a London-based team before L.A. gets a franchise? Rumors abound that this may be happening. P.S. Hope you guys are feeling better. I was also bummed about the Ultimate Warrior passing. Uh, well, I think it'd be really keen if uh, London had a team, but it's got to be like the London Royals or like. I or would like, say that London and Los Angeles have an equal interest in uh, in American football. <laughs> I don't. I don't imagine that. No, uh, but you I see, mean, have you ever the watched the L.A. Them? football team? Uh, the experiment that didn't exactly fly. Well, I mean, yeah, the LA Rams t- once, yeah, the LA yeah. Rams for a minute, yeah, the LA Raiders twice, and probably yeah. a third time. Uh, but in London, the fans are like fierce because, like, they just like football and they just want to be part of like what's going on at Wembley. And London people in London, back me up, our English listeners, um, all two of you, but or all three of you. But when people latch on to shit over there, they'll flip over a fucking car for it. Like for but real. I wonder if th- that would be like in the way that when you're in Europe and you're watching uh, uh, football, I yeah. guess, or soccer as it's called mm. in the uh, the civilized world. Footy. Um, <clears throat> it's always you know it's like real like down in the you know down in the dregs style. <laughs> like it's like a real street game. Yeah. And then you bring it to America, and it's. It's like a weird, very posh thing. It's just like like an upper middle no. class ah oh, football thing. I'm wondering if you're going to bring American football to London and only have people who make like a hundred thousand pounds a year being like, all right, very good, very good. I, that, I, was my, honestly, that was my British accent I, right there. Very good. I honestly think it's going to appeal to more like the chavs and brazzers and and like the scummy English dudes because I mean, people show shit. up like the, like the Forty ers could be playing like. I don't know, the Giants. And you'll have dudes chilling in, like, Jacksonville Jaguars jerseys and be like, I just love football, whatever. Mm. You never see that in, in the United States, ever. So I don't know if, like, a team, like a dedicated London team, will necessarily go over well, but I think football as an as a idea, as a concept, will go over really well. Um, I love, yeah, I love the idea of expanding out of the U.S. That's fucking awesome. It's great, man. It's so good because the Seahawks. Like, well, it's just what a another great world. It would be if we could just like, if like you know like a team from like the Minnesota Vikings could fucking play against like a football team from Pakistan. Yeah, and you know, like so many weird intense tensions will just be like chilled out a little bit. Oh, like, would... Okay, well, yeah, I know, but we beat them last year. Oh uh, yeah, right, but it would go. be great if they also like European teams and like. English teams would bring also their cultural norms, like they would set the stadium on fire if the team lost, <laughs> like shit like that. That would be great. Fucking riots. I'm excited for this. I don't give a shit about LA. So that would be great. If like the, if like the, Lon- the London, you know, the London Royals play in Jacksonville, right? 
and fucking the London Royals fans are so fierce. They fucking take playing over with, with the team, right? Or they follow the team over. So there's like, you know, two or three hundred London Royals fans in Jacksonville. And they fucking, of course, they lose because they're a fucking terrible expansion team. They won't win for ten years. And they burn down the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. <laughs> It'd be amazing. What, what's the worst possible name for the London uh, NFL team? The London Teeth. Oh, that's really good. Because for some reason, the idea of the London Dungeons <laughs> popped into my head. Coming at you live Awful. from Awful. Jacksonville, Florida. We've got a Awful good matchup. Bad. The Jacksonville Jaguars versus the London Dungeons. Uh, let's see. Andrew, is there anything you genuinely and sincerely enjoy besides loafers and yerba mate? <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy a lot of stuff. Metro I, Andrew. I walked across uh, I walked across the bridge home today and I listened to Coltrane and I genuinely and sincerely enjoyed myself. You listen to Cold Chamber? I listened to Cold Chamber, yeah. You listen to Cold <laughs> I had oh. a really weird walk home. You listen I thought I honestly thought for a second I thought you said Coldplay. Like, uh, yeah, I listened to Coltrane, and then I listened to Cold Chamber, and then I listened to Coldplay, and then I jumped <laughs> off the bridge. Um, oh, my God. I, I'm, I, I'm I, drinking Polar uh, Seltzer, strawberry-flavored right now, and I genuinely and sincerely love it. strawberry flavor. I just, I, I love everything that I do. It's awesome, even if it means yelling at a fucking 55-year-old laborer. Andrew, speaking of loving everything I do, I will take an aside from the questions real quick to just inform everybody including you, that I have gone back on my meds. As of today. Yeah. As of today. It's the feel-good maraca. This is the feel-good maraca, all right? I've <clears throat> uh, gone back on 40 milligrams of Prozac. It's a start. I uh, got it uh, from, a, uh, from a cool doctor, rock and roll doctor. Oh, shit. Yeah, and... Um, Dr. Teeth? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I got it from Dr. Teeth. Uh, he, was a, he was in the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. You might have heard of him. Um, no, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like. Remember, I used to say that I'm on cloud ten. Yes. I'm almost feeling like that again. Nice. That's it's, it's almost entirely psychosomatic. Even though um, strong SSRIs tend to work immediately, even though you don't realize it, depending on your diet and depending on your enzymatic pathways. Um, but uh, I feel good, and. Uh, Good things are about to happen, Andrew. So, All right. that being said, Hans, how important are labels in a relationship to you? Is it any importance to you now to be anybody's boyfriend? Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a traditional dude. Like, I tried the polyamory thing. Polyamory is like, here's the deal. Uh... You meet somebody who you feel comfortable with, but you still want to fuck other people. So you have like a talk about being polyamorous. One person is always fucking someone, and one person is always like okay. sitting at home eating Elio's pizza. <laughs> that's what that's what the fucking deal is. That's a, that's a poly. This is a polyamorous. Well, see, in Call of Duty Three, it was weird because it laid left it open ended, but here this time they're starting to tie it up. What'd you do tonight? Oh, I sucked two cocks. What's up? <laughs> So like two dicks. I met a fucking dude on OK Cuban and I fucked him before we even went out to do anything. Oh, okay. No, yeah, we're really into. Uh, that's that's okay. That's uh, I'm totally, it's totally okay with that. Now I'm gonna go. Now we're gonna lay in bed together. Maybe we'll fuck. Um, no, it's cool. We're poly. You know, we shop the co-op. We're fucking. 
uh, totally into being polyamorous and, uh, you know, you're like, you know, you're swiping right on Tinder while I'm brushing my teeth. It's amazing. Short story. Uh, yeah, I would love to be someone's boyfriend. It would be neat. I just have to find that right woman. Um, and, uh, if your game is strong, then bring it on because I'm ready. And, uh, they also asked if we can get Blake Schwarzenbach back on. Sure. I don't see why not. Maybe we can all go to a game together. Wouldn't that be fun? That sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm really I'm digging in back into the questions. <laughs> we have uh, about two and a half weeks of uh, of questions that got uh, you know kind of postponed. Okay. Uh, give me an idea for an overnight drive tattoo. Um, um. Don't get one. Get, I my idea for an overnight drive tattoo is bare skin. So just <laughs> get that. Um. My idea is <laughs> if your friend just stab you with a needle like twenty times, no ink on it, and you're good. Is it's uh, just <laughs> just a uh, banner that says "Don't do it." And um, I would I would always recommend getting a Ray the Bouncer tattoo. Yeah, get a Ray the Bouncer tattoo. Oh, that'd be good. Just uh, don't do it with a cut off hand, uh, a cut off black hand, <clears throat> and then a banner going across it that says don't do it <laughs> there you go I watch a lot of Bar Rescue and I always think about Ray the Bouncer <laughs> I wonder how uh, how John Taffer would handle uh, excuse me you watch a lot of Bar Rescue watch a lot of Bar Rescue you know I watched that a couple times and now when I go to bars I'm like there's definitely black mold underneath everything uh, 100% you know it disgusting imagine how mean you know, how filthy Valentine's was filthy disgusting I, I have seen shit in there that I will never tell anyone I, uh, one time I saw someone, someone like, uh, had taken a shit in the piss trough. Yeah. Which, and it's, they, uh, and, it's yeah. It's, the, I mean, I guess at this point we can just say, I mean, the place is closed. Twice a year, the, the basement would back up with sewage. Yeah. Like, and sewage, like, straight up to, like, where you had to wear galoshes because it was, like, seven inches deep. Like, the place was revolting to a degree that is uh, very rarely found in the first world. <laughs> in the first world. Um, I think we're in the second world, Andrew. Yeah, we might be. This, this might be time for us. <laughs> um, 24 male USA here. A lot of my friends are involved mm. in punk music, and their points of view have become dominated by blog punk politics. Uh, I can't go along with the white people can't experience racial prejudice, and only trans people are allowed to play trans characters in a film lines of thinking. Because of this, it seems that a large number of them are acting weird, estranged towards me. Obviously, the proper response is to warp zone them, but it's a lot of good pals on the line. What do I do? I don't know. You'd, like, hang out with... Like, it's, you're living in Toontown with, like, the Roger Rabbit people. It's, like, not yeah. a real thing. Like, you just find people that know how to keep a consistent thought in their heads, and all of a sudden you don't realize... Or you you don't even notice these people aren't around anymore until they're gone, and they're off doing uh, Toontown shit. Yeah, this, this is clown time, and these people will burn out real quick. <laughs> Immediate follow-up question to this. Another one. What happened to you, Andrew? You used to be punk. <laughs> wow, good timing. Whoever Damn. Yeah. yeah, these are the type of dudes who feel bad for, like, pulling out and ejaculating on their girlfriends. Like, feel genuinely, like, Jezebel. Yeah, I'm like, sorry I did that. Like, rushing over to Jezebel bad. You know, like... Um, uh, like I feel, maybe we could have a dialogue about this. I've invited some friends over. Imagine feeling really, really bad about what you eat. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Like, did, did feeling, that just take you there? <laughs> imagine feeling really bad that you enjoy sex too much. 
Like two, like, oh, I can't wait to go fuck my girlfriend. I'm gonna ride my fucking bike with the fucking stickers on at home. I'm gonna fucking tear off my dirty jeans. I'm gonna fuck my girlfriend. It's gonna be amazing. I'm sorry I said that. And then you're in the bathroom fake crying because that's what a lot of like, people like that do. Because uh, you feel like you've, you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm just really, uh, I, I'm encouraging rape culture because I enjoy sex so much. I need to stop. It's insane. You're insane. Should, should we start a church, like, based around that, like, the guilt of this kind of thing? We'll, we'll like, give people rosaries for that kind of thing? Yeah, it's called real church. Real church. <laughs> real church, people. Fucking Christians feel bad about fucking their girlfriends. You're a fucking square herb. Go work at the fucking juice bar at the co-op. Fuck off. Uh, Hans, please tell the story of how you faked the ability to play the keyboard in order to get laid. Oh, I really don't want to, because it's, Se- <laughs> it's a fucking Seattle story, and I don't you want to. You want to save that for another episode? That sounds like a full episode situation right there. Oh, I faked playing the keyboard on You Are Beneath Me. I mean, that's... I got. I probably, hey, nah, you, you did not fake anything. You really played the keyboard in You Are Beneath Me. Oh, I me. did, yeah, but I... Uh, nah, man. I can't. Uh, that's, a bad, that's a bad story. I can't do it. Let's see. Uh, top five bands you do you're listening to lately, whatever genre, thanks. Okay. Uh, mine are Coltrane. Cold, Cold Chamber. <laughs> Cold Chamber, Coldplay, Cold Cave, and... Uh, <laughs> Cold Cave. I feel like I'm missing uh, one. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm en- going to have to... Does Check anyone realize Cold Cave is like M83 for hardcore dudes? Is anybody, if anybody, is like Muse, like Muse for hardcore dudes? Does anybody realize that yet? I've never listened to that once. I don't, like, I can't find myself in a position where I'd be listening to that. I don't know what it is. It's like if Depeche Mode had worse chops and more programming. That sounds really cool. Man. Let me guess. This guy was in like a fucking shitty hardcore band. He was in American Nightmare, bro. Uh, that'll do it. There you go. Another awesome band. You know what? I'm going to, I will, because uh, I, uh, another really awesome band. Amazing. Fucking Dan, this new Spotify fucking freezes on my phone all the fucking time. I'm just trying to find a fifth band. You sound, uh. like, you sound like George Costanza right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spotify! Uh, I'll do my five bands, motherfuckers. Um, <clears throat> uh, I've been oh, listen- Cold World, Cold World, of course. There we go. All Cold right, World, done. who just followed us on Tumblr. So, uh, um, uh, and we stayed at their house once. Nice, nice guys. And I think I drove their van when all of them a cold bands. Jesus, I parked their van at the Death Wish Christmas party when all of them were too drunk to drive. Is that right? Yeah, that's my experience with Cold World. All right. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I've been listening to a lot of late period Steely Dan, like Gaucho. Um, Gaucho outtakes. Oh, the best. God, the Gaucho, f- <laughs> the second arrangement. Oh, uh, so, so good. What, I, good. We, we opened up an episode with that Damn. once. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, a lot of late era Doobie Brothers, like um, uh, One Step the One Step Closer album, specifically the re- song Real Love. Really good. Uh, I've been on a major Michael McDonald kick. I've been listening to a lot of Black Sabbath, uh, the Ian Gillen era, the Born Again era. Um, It's like really good. I became internet friends and talked to Graham Bonnet from the band Alcatraz. I've been listening to a lot of Alcatraz. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, um, I don't know, fucking, actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm having a hard time coming up with a fifth, too, actually. My man. Uh, Ooh. While you think of one, I just, I had a huge revelation a few days ago. Remember episode 12, when somebody wrote in something about going to B-dubs? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, what the fuck is B-dubs? <coughs> you know, like, yep. it, it was kind of a mystery. It was funny. I figured it out. What is it? Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh! I was at fucking Yankee Stadium, and all of a sudden, like, on the, <laughs> like, the little fucking marquee... It's like come come hang out at B Dubs and my eyes went to it. I'm like, oh shit! It's Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo fucking Wild Wings. So episode twelve mystery solved. I think we should uh, interview hardcore figureheads, punk figureheads at theme restaurants. Like, Blake Schwarzenbach at Buffalo Wild Wings would be great. <laughs> Ian Mackay at TJI Fridays. Uh, why did you bring me here? Well, uh, guys, uh, they, uh, they don't have tea here at all. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll definitely do that. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> such a good idea. It's like, it's like, you know, Seinfeld can ride in his car with coffee. We can fucking talking to hardcore singers at theme restaurants. We take like, we take like, I don't know, fucking Porcel to Wendy's. That'd be great. It's one of your best ideas. Thank you. That's, that's a, at least a hundred dollar idea. Um, um, let's take uh, one or two more here. Let's see. Uh, the spot sporadic release schedule is not a problem for me as long as you don't go a whole month. It kind of works. It or it kind of works at build anticipation. I don't know what. Um, the, the Tumblr, Tumblr we're recording updates help with that. Mm. I, all right. I mean, I I appreciate the sentiment. Um, mm. You guys really need to chill the fuck out. On, <laughs> on I thought it'd be really funny this week to release three episodes one day, then the next day, then the next day, but that didn't happen. Oh, I wish we could have. That would have been great. Um, uh, well, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Any stories about Club 242? Oh, my God. I saw uh, Hot Water Music and Leatherface at Club 242. Where the uh, fuck is Club 242? I don't even remember that. Burlington, Vermont, man. Uh, okay. that was the That was the trip. I talked about I recorded people have I recorded my roommates having sex. <laughs> I recorded my roommates having sex on tape and I put it in the car halfway there. Man, we've recorded a lot of episodes because all these stories are just coming back to me now. Yeah, just uh, we're yeah. on fifty-five now, right? If, uh, yes, fifty-five. No. Well, this is fifty-four, I think. No, I think this is 55. This right? is 55? Right. Oh, okay. God, do I have to fucking consult the goddamn podcast? No, we're good. We're good. This? we're good. We're good. I think we're good. Um, 55. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, 242. I mean, that was 242 Main uh, was what it was referred to back then. But all the... Every... Like, that was like the <clears throat> like the midpoint between like Montreal and Boston. You like play there. Mm. So like I, I think saw we, we played there. Now like now that I'm remembering the main there. part, I'm like yeah, I, I do remember. That's actually where I got drunk and got in that argument with that kid about screwdriver. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, we played there in various incarnations. That we played. I played there with Burning Bridges and and uh, and with you. And um, it was cool. It was. Uh, back then it was shitty. It, like inside was inside now looks kind of like a club. Back then it was like I saw hot water music there like <clears throat> like like uh, like after the first record came out. 
like the the one with like like the one that wasn't that good when they still drove like a shitty red van around and had some semblance of integrity and now like before they got like a watch deal and were on warp tour <laughs> um like when they're fucking they wrote every bullshit rift to death <laughs> so bands like garrison six coming on seven jazz june uh, like all those New England circuit bands and like all the Jade Tree bands, because that was like a that was like a fucking that was a funnel for a while. Like all the Jade Tree bands would go up and down the East Coast from like Delaware all the way up. Uh, they would always skip Albany, curiously enough. Um, Not even remotely curious. Yeah, I remember Albany at that time. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. You were either like fucking listening to Policy Ensemble and going to bed at eight o'clock at night because you were that PC. Or you were like super into broy bro, straight edge hardcore, and like fucking beating the shit out of somebody because they had a, they were drinking a beer. Not kidding. Actual moron town. Like every those are those points where I go back. I'm like, man, that is a lot of idiots in one place. God damn. Yeah, I look back and I say, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. <laughs> damn. As much as I complain, I'm fucking still here. And the chicks I hit on now were like a. 10 years old when that when that was happening. You're 10 if you're lucky. Oh, good God. Um, um, how do you deal with emotionally irresponsible people, and how do you distance yourself without cri- tripping their crazy alarm? P.S. <laughs> I miss Justin Kiss and his giggle. Yeah, it's been a while, so we've had him on here. Uh, I'm in his house right now. Unfortunately, he's working. But, um, uh, that's a drag. Um, well, uh, so Andrew, how do you deal with emotionally irresponsible people, me being one of them? I don't know what that means. Like, like, how are you emotionally responsible? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Like, am I going to out myself as a sociopath for not feeling anything towards people's emotions? I don't know. Like, I don't. That's said as a weird way to do it. Like, emotionally irresponsible. Emotionally irresponsible. I don't know what that means. I'm really struggling hard to kind of understand kind what of, that means, and I'm having like a real hard time with this. It's kind of esoteric. So, yeah. Sorry, bro. So I think I, my answer is I I don't I, I don't I, I know don't like mean. I I you know, honestly I don't deal with emotional people. Period. <laughs> I think it's a, a good way to. Do it. Anytime I talk to somebody who's feeling a way about something, generally I just don't want to be in the same room as them. Thanks, dude. I know. Appreciate that's why we that. do, that's why we do this over Skype. <laughs> exactly. I could just as easily drive to fucking New York to do this, but not home. Um, not home. <laughs> yeah, you just say that from your second story window. Yeah, I, not that's home. weird. I just I see your light is on and then went out and then a different light in the house went on. I can see that <laughs> something's happening. Oh, I do this from my iPhone. I'm actually I'm at the airport. Um, uh, one more. Go for it. Okay. Um, boy, you really put me on the spot here, bro. Okay, here's one of these long ones that we're gonna have like a two word answer for. But here we go. Um, there's this girl I really like. Should I do it in character? Is she emotionally responsible or not? Is she emotionally responsible? Should, should I do this in a character to make it more interesting? Okay, uh, give me uh, some motivation. All right. <clears throat> you, um, <coughs> you've got a, uh, a father who you're very close to, but he's extremely, extremely flaccid, and you've got a very overbearing mother who resents the fuck out of him. And you've kind of grown up in this weird situation where your mother is always really, really cruel to you, and your father's like, he's nice to you, but he's always on the sly. Um, and it's really fucked you up a lot. Go ahead. Okay. I, was, I know you wanted, you wanted me to be like, you're British. There's this girl uh, I really like 
who everything goes like ridiculously well with and we like talk until around 4 a.m. in the morning. <sighs> she keeps being ridiculously nice, even offering me a really expensive vinyl she has as a present because she has two oh, whenever people are that depressed they always it always sounds like they're they're doing like testimony for like a murder trial yeah, I know. Yeah. like there should be room sound piped in where it sounds yeah. like they're like in a room like this and then uh, <laughs> she, she got me the um, the observers record that I wanted um okay so she has two uh all right Re-offering me a really expensive vinyl she has as a present because she has... First of all, we human beings assign value to things. That vinyl is mm. worth nothing. It's, no, it's right, dirt. No, it's, it's nothing. Uh, and basically it feels like we'd be a really perfect... We'd make a really perfect couple. Mutual friends have even repeatedly told me and basically act like we're already a couple. Nice friends. Holy shit. Yeah, no, wow. Weird no, pressure, no pressure. No pressure or yeah. anything. But um, at the same time, I'm like 99.9. Did you just go like wildly yeah. gay and then move back to the press? All right. I did. Uh, um, I'm 99% sure she likes one of my best friends. And it's like. Uh, <laughs> okay, listen up. Oh, stop it. Stop. Stop. I'm trying to tell the story. Okay, hold on. There is this girl I really like, okay, who everything go ridiculously well with. We like talk until 4 a.m. in the morning. And she's like ridiculously nice, even offering me a really expensive vinyl <coughs> she has as a present because she has like two, and basically it feels like we'd already be a perfect couple. The worst part is I didn't even see this question, so this is actually new content to me. <laughs> Mutual friends have even repeatedly told me and basically act like we're already a couple. Oh, I hate and, this guy's friends. But at the same time, I'm 99% sure she likes one of my best friends. It's fucking me up. And he's fucking me up, man. Alright. How do you how do you act like we together? <laughs> And then you out with someone other guy, and then I'm home, <laughs> and then I'm home waiting for 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and then even 9, while you're out there and I watch you come back with, you smell like drink, with a skirt that's too short. It's like, uh, that's oh, like, like they're, they're living together now. Yeah, no, same name, like super, <laughs> like, like super same, like hovely neighborhood where everybody knows what's going on in like a depressed country. I watch you come down the street, smell like drink. And I'm, it's like a, it's like if uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind took place in like Zimbabwe. Yeah, I know. It's just all the time I'm thinking. I wish we could just meet again somewhere a long time from now and everything will just be better. After the Civil War. After the... <laughs> after the Civil War. See, I go for... I go like I'm good with my African security guard voice and then it slips right back into my uh, Mexican Derek Jeter I noticed, voice. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I saw that happening. Mexican Derek Jeter is a quality character, though. 
All right, what are we going to do for this guy? Um, okay, sorry we trivialized your obviously super important pressing question with uh, our brand of mindless comedy. Um, uh, le- uh, if it's really fucking you up, you need to like level with her now and be yeah, like... I don't understand like what what is being lost by not like leveling with her. Yeah, just be like, hey, uh, everybody thinks we're together. What the fuck's going on? Are we going to fucking date? Are we going to start? Are we going to start hitting skins or what? Yeah, like do it like that. It's like not a huge deal. Because she's probably like you come off as a, the ultimate puss lord when you're like, ah, we just you know. I mean, everybody thinks we'd be a perfect couple, but I don't know. Like, but she likes one of your best friends because you haven't gotten off the fucking pot yet motherfucker come yeah, on come like on that's, it's like sort of a, a, like a self-fulfilling there's prophecy. nothing like young women are uh, like you know I'm, I'm mad everybody who writes to us I assume is 20 like I, that's probably true I like, like y'all young there's also a point when you're in your, in your, in your 20s you really don't realize how much women like men being like ballsy not like fucking douchey and like cooking up rape drugs no but, but you, uh, just being fucking ballsy just being like whatever like it's not a huge deal like it's you meet like a if woman, you ask her like, and she says like no no you meet a woman not, like, out not happening it's over yeah you meet a woman out you say hey okay we're, we're getting we're vibing you're vibing with her for like 20 minutes half hour 45 minutes whatever you're making her laugh making her sing Man, I'm not gonna sing. I don't know. Making her laugh, buying each other You're drinks. Fucking drinks are flowing. Figure sing karaoke, whatever. You have to master the art of saying, "Hey, you want to get out of here?" Yeah, it's like it's because it, overthinking it is fucking is killer. Eighty percent of the time, she'll be like, "Sure," because it's adventure. It's different. You know, she's fucking thinking about her boyfriend Warren at home playing fucking sitting in a fucking folding chair in front of the TV playing Call of Duty with a headset on, and she's like, "Well, I'd rather, <laughs> you know, I'd rather fucking go to this dude." <clears throat> um, so, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, you you you're gonna have to be bolder than you are. Yeah, and uh, maybe move to Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, move to Boulder and be bolder. Yeah, and and uh, maybe with any luck, I can't even say it. It's too corny. Never mind. <laughs> maybe you'll see her boulders. Oh man, you really you brought it there. Uh, All right, this shit. has been fifty five. 55. The 55th episodes of uh, of of Overnight Drive. It's, Keep it uh, real. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Should we stop? We should stop, definitely. You know, I don't think we're ever going to stop. We're going to be old men. <laughs> and we're going to be like, yeah, you know, I fucking, I'll be talking about, like, like shit that happened in my life. Like, you'll be like, yeah, I just bought another house the other day. It was dope. I was thinking about buying a house and then walk home here. I should probably do that. Really? Yeah, why not, right? Where? I don't even want to, I don't even want to live in it. I just want to buy it and then rent it out to people and make money. Um, cool. Yeah, that, that's my grand scheme. Cool idea. <laughs> Bob right, Bob well, Vila over here. I'm going to buy it. We've house. been uh, so far, if I can get this thing up in a timely fashion, we'll have kept with our uh, our be back next week promise for the first time in months. Months. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we haven't asked this for a while, but you know, leave reviews on iTunes if you have a second and Yeah you've got you know like if you've got a girl in your life who everyone thinks you'd be a good couple with and everything's just being weird you should be like hey you know what you should listen to this podcast you should these, listen these to guys these oh, guys speak some truth don't i listen to them at work it is like it is glory because they are so funny you think we could get a gig as like a voice of the people style 
radio station in Africa during in like a war torn country yes. where you know like those guys like take over the radio station. Oh, the this believe- is Freedom Radio. This like, is would- the believer's voice of victory. I would love to be able to get that gig where it's just yeah, it's like a guy leading in, just like talking about. Uh, you know, like the, storming palaces and shit like that, and then it's just us fucking horse shitting around for uh, twenty-two hours of programming a day at gunpoint, yeah. roughly. Today we talk about the leader Sammy Wukedo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today we talk about Coke versus Pepsi, Zimbabwe. We want to hear it on the hotline. <laughs> Who would you rather have by your oil field? Oh, All right. Jessica Alba or Reese Witherspoon, who would you take in bed? And guys, don't be afraid, because I got the bleeper ready. <laughs> don't be afraid. <laughs> we got a seven-second delay, and I think we're going to need it, guys. And then they're, like, calling in, like, what do you say? We're going to eat your heart. <laughs> God, shit. <laughs> they call. We'll be back next week. <laughs> We're just bringing our we're bringing our American brand of radio to Zimbabwe. Whatever. Yeah, we're good. We've uh, we started this episode with uh, with rape jokes. We've ended mm. it with intense racially charged jokes. We're um, we're really killing it right now. Fuck it. All right, we'll be back next week with episode fifty six. Uh, got anything you want to plug? Um. Uh, no, not really at all. I tried to make the bare mattress record last night. I really tried, and I don't think I can actually sing. Like I, I've really tried, and I just don't know if I can. I think everyone who's listened to Wine Blooms would. Uh, would Let me take you down. See, I can sing Wine Blooms like a motherfucker. Yeah. All right, we'll be back next week with fifty-six. Did 56, I already say that? Yeah, number fifty-six. I've already lost count in the eight seconds that took. Number fifty-six, a tribute to Lawrence Taylor. What? Lawrence Taylor is number fifty-six from the Giants. Oh, I thought Lawrence Taylor died. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> a tribute to dead football player Lawrence Taylor. Shit. Dude, gone right. too soon of AIDS. Remember when Lawrence Taylor wrestled Bam Bam Bigelow? Remember when Lawrence Taylor fucked a teen prostitute in a um, hotel room in With Aram- Bam Bam Aramont? Bigelow. It was With really Bam weird. Bam. I remember when it wasn't really wrestling. He like sh- did like sh- that. Remember the 90s craze, uh, the 90s martial arts craze shoot fighting? Remember that? Vaguely, yeah. It's kind of like the lumbata of fighting where you would just launch yourself at the victim's waist. It was kind of like tackle fighting. Yeah. And he did like a video and he promoted it. And then, but he, that's what he did to Bam Bam Bigelow. And then he picked him up and slammed him. That would never happen in today's NFL. Are we in rest? Are we into wrestling? Like we talk of a lot of fucking wrestling on this for two people. I don't think I've watched an episode of fucking WWF in fucking 15 years. Man, I watched it. It came up at a weird time. I think I think we did. I think we're like it's culturally significant because you couldn't avoid it. It's the same way I'm into Michael Jordan, but I'm not going to sit down and watch a Bulls game. Yeah, it's kind of the same right. thing. That makes me feel better. Yeah, we're not <laughs> we're not into wrestling. I don't think. Actually, yeah, right. we'll put poll the audience. Are we into wrestling? Let us know on the hotline. We'll still definitely call your wrestling show. Though. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, right. for real we'll this time. We'll actually be back next week. Let's cue the music before I ask another question.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.